This is episode number 38 of the Abuse Talk podcast. Welcome to the Abuse Talk podcast. My name is Jennifer Gilmore and I turned my pain into a purpose. I'm an author and advocate for women in abusive relationships and believe that together we are louder. Each fortnight, there is a new episode on the Abuse Talk podcast featuring a series of interviews with those that work in the domestic abuse sector, getting an inside feel for what it's really like in their job role and sharing it with all of you. There's also a chance for you to join in with a conversation. By leaving a voice message, head to our website and go through Anchor. Share your thoughts. In this episode, I speak to Gemma Tai from Mindful Health Therapies. She speaks to us about how yoga can help us with our healing. Before we get started, I want to say a big thank you to Rockpool. They're the main sponsors for Hashtag Abuse Talk and their vision is a society that is trauma-informed. They support organisations that want to improve practice, share knowledge and expertise and enable their workforce to inspire hope, promote resilience and aid recovery for people affected by trauma. Check them out at rockpool.life. I also want to say a big thank you to Susan Rahima and Katrina Hay for being patrons on the hashtag abuse talk tier on patreon.com forward slash Jen L Gilmore. Now let's get into that interview with Gemma Tai. I am so delighted to have Gemma here with me um, because we're friends, you know, we've met through um, business community and now we power walk with each other apparently and I was just thinking it was a really good opportunity to um, talk to Gemma because she does a lot of mindful health therapies. So Gemma, do you want to let everybody know a bit about you, where you're from and um, yeah about mindful health therapies? Okay so hi I'm Gemma, Um, I'm based in Hull, East Yorkshire, most of you probably know it's it's never dull in Hull Um, (laughs) but um, I work as a sports injury remedial massage and movement therapist and yoga therapist. Um, Currently at the moment obviously my hands-on practice is is not happening Um, and in the past year I've really focused on one of my major passions in life um, which is yoga. I've been teaching yoga for around 17 years now, um, teaching overall for 20. Um, But yoga has really seen me through some challenging times in my life. Um, And when I say yoga, it kind of encompasses not just like the physical aspects of it, but the meditation, the breath work. Mm. It's really made a difference to my life. So currently I run a virtual studio, um, which I really enjoy because it's a really loving nurturing community um and I also have my therapy practice which is, is obviously closed at the moment but I'm doing online sessions and bits and bobs so that's a little bit about me yeah and um like so drawing on my own experience with you so I've obviously come along to your um I don't, what do we call it a clinic oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> And um, I've, I've had a problem with my shoulder for, for quite some time. And um, actually, 
when you um, were giving me this um, wonderful back massage with lots of pressure, because that's what I need, um, you you were talking, you know, we were, there was an issue with my back at that time. And you were sort of mentioning about in a yoga point of view, this is about, you know, this is a collection of trauma. I can't remember your specific words, I've got to admit, mm-hmm. but um, my husband was there and he was listening in and he actually really liked that you drew on these areas and that's when it got me thinking right we should talk about how yoga and um you know even meditation can help us in terms of you know when we've come out of that abusive relationship and how it affects us and how we can you know have that time um i'm i've got to confess to everybody that the only yoga session i have done is with Gemma online so i think we can safely say that i am a novice i don't think we can say i'm a novice (laughs) (laughs) but what i did find is that it was just a really good opportunity to be still and Gemma has leapt upon the opportunity to talk about this because um, it's something that we have sort of spoken about in passing, but never really sort of sat down and, and talked about it. So, Gemma, do you want to explain how yoga could help us, especially if we're maybe, you know, ready for that recovery after an abusive relationship? There's there's lots of ways that yoga can help because it's so it's so much more than just like a physical exercise, Jen. It's it's like a 360 of body care. So when when you come to the yoga mat, you, you're on a journey um, and it's very much an opportunity for you to be kind to yourself. So for someone who's coming from a trauma and they're in their stage of recovery and wanting support, I think yoga offers an element of like safety and allows them to kind of take their own journey to to reconnect with their mind and their body mm-hmm. um, one of the specific types of yoga I teach is yin yoga mm. and um, and I've mentioned when I was when you were talking about the therapy practice earlier on I was saying about how the body holds trauma mm-hmm. um, when when I do massage therapy I very much work on uh, what we call myofascial release um, we have this fascia that covers our entire body it's a connected tissue And in Eastern medicine, they believe that we hold trauma, whether it's physical or emotional, in the body, in the fascia. And so when we do yin, or when you're having a massage and we start with myofascial, we're releasing that fascia and what can happen. And I've had it in yoga sessions and I've had it in therapy sessions in the practice, is people becoming overwhelmed with emotion or yawning excessively, feeling really tired really fatigued afterwards because the body is finding a way to release that trauma and the body releases trauma in lots of different ways so when we come to yoga we focus on meditation so it gives us the opportunity to reflect inwards now some people find that quite hard and they find i think it it almost puts them off yoga in some ways when you say we're going to do some meditation and they're worried that it's either going to be like um (laughs) and it's going to be all super spiritual and too hippie or I can't do handstands or headstands and it's going to be you know don't do any of those things in my sessions (laughs) but it it offers you the opportunity to reconnect with your mind and reconnect with your body and I think almost um if you're patient enough with yourself it allows you to take a journey which 
can completely change your life. And I know that sounds really cheesy, um, but um, from my own personal experiences and the things that have happened to me in the past, yoga has really been like a lifesaver for my mental health. And I think, um, I wouldn't say I'm like in love with my body. because That's a constant battle, I think, as a woman generally. Yeah. Um, but the mat is the one place where I'm kind to myself. And I try to transfer that over into my life. And I try to encourage those who do yoga with me, the yogis, um, to do that too. Because I think we spend a lot of time in our life beating ourselves up. And, you know, you need to do this. You, you're not doing this and you're not good enough. And, just, and when we come to the mat, it's like, actually, let's just hang all that up at the door. Let's mm. be present. You know, let's be kind. Let's listen to our body. And the body is just such, it is the most incredible, like, creation because it tells us so much, but actually we're so busy in this world sometimes, so busy listening to other people and looking outside of ourselves for help. When actually I really do believe that everything we need, we have within us. If only we can take that time to hear and listen to what our mind and what our body is telling us. Um, I don't know if that was a really drawn out answer so no no like I think you know what you're said what you've said is something that um every you know if people give it the opportunity that they could have the potential of experiencing that um I think thinking back to my early stages of recovery I could not do anything for myself so one of the tasks that I was given in a program that I took part in was to do something for myself and then the week after we had to explain what it was and tell the rest of the group so I decided I was going to um, run a bath and have a bath and um, I spent I don't even think I sat down in it in the bath because I just knew that um, I felt this guilt um, because of what happened in my experiences, but this guilt of my children need me. I should be doing the housework. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should, I shouldn't be so selfish to have a bath. Even if it was for five minutes, I couldn't give it to myself. And when we came back the week later, it wasn't just me. We had all failed at doing something for ourselves. And it was all about learning to see that actually we've all, we're all feeling the same thing that isn't right. How can we allow ourselves to take that time? And I think for those that are early in their recovery, it's it's really difficult. But when you're a part of a group so say if people came along to one of your yoga sessions um you're almost as soon as you're entered into there you've got pretty much no choice because you don't really just exit do you because well, <laughs> you it's, know because it's, it's, it's now what's really interesting is obviously i've gone virtual and my plan is to stay virtual because i actually really love it but I have members who have joined who've never been to a class before, who would have never walked into a group exercise class of any form or shape, would have never walked into a yoga class. Um, and actually, the fact that it is virtual, they can switch on their camera or not switch on their camera. I do, I do prefer them to have it on so I can see and help yeah. them and adjust them. Um, but it's almost like 
it takes away the pressure of like when you I think when anybody chooses to go and do something and it's part of a group activity you you worry that there's going to be clicks Mm. you worry about you know am I going to be comfortable am I going to be capable and you know all these like things and it, it totally puts you off and I think almost like I really was quite frightened of the virtual world and, and creating like a virtual community. And actually it's amazing how different, like I think it just takes away some of the layers mm-hmm. of like worries that you have. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like when you're there, you know, it's, you can't escape because you can always press the end button on the yeah <laughs> yeah I, I know I know that but you <laughs> you ne- you don't necessarily do that do you yeah, I, and I mean it's it's one of the things I learned on um a workshop I did specifically for women a few years ago and it was a bit of a like light bulb moment for me it was like when you get on an airplane and they talk about the air coming down and you know you put your mask on first it was like you, you, if you don't put your mask on, you can't look after your child. So why yeah. would you not look after yourself so that you can give your best to everyone yeah. else? And we did this exercise where you was like, you know, there's a mountain and you have different points on the mountain of priorities. Where are you on that mountain? And I was like, deep, deep, deep down towards the earth core. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm a people pleaser, you know, and, you know, it's just like, but it was, it, it made me realise that actually that thing of, like you say, you know, it's really hard, I think, sometimes to actually, it's okay to prioritise myself. Mm. Like, it, that, I think that is, is, it is a, it's very much a life skill. And I think um, as a mother, um, as a woman, generally, I think we're kind of, we're brought up to nurture and look after people. And so to do to allow ourselves to do that for ourselves at times can be very challenging, I think. Yeah. So if anybody is feeling that way, you have to look after yourself to be able to be the best mom and the best everything else that you can be anyway. So you may as well just have that time. Um one thing, well, it's true. And like it to be honest, like maybe I'm, you know, far far on now with my recovery. Maybe I'm, you know, being not thinking about people at that beginning stage and I have to keep on remembering what it was like in that time but one of the things that you mentioned before to me and I hope it's okay to talk about is that you had you have this space and this lady stayed on till the till the very end and um, you've been checking in with people obviously because we're in another lockdown and she just obviously broke down in tears to you and said you're the best thing that she has found you know during this time and I'm I'm gonna be a bit I like I don't want to promote paid for options in you know because I know there's some people that can't afford it but I've only just taken out health insurance myself and one of the things that um the guy that I went through said was you know with the NHS if you need um, anything like counselling for your mental health you get six sessions and you're out with the health insurance it's it's not there's no cap the as such it's led by you 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 deem when you are ready to leave that and I remember I went and had the counselling through the NHS service and I was only just talking to 
that counsellor in my fifth and sixth session comfortably because she'd only really just gotten to know me and vice versa and that comfortability and it's really difficult isn't it Mm. now when I look back I'm like if I'd have just invested in myself and been able to you know do that then I would have been looked after better and I think it kind of reminded me of what you just said you know about that woman is you know obviously paying for a service but you have given given her more than you know what is available so I mean I don't know how you feel about that or what you what your thoughts are no I mean I mean I've had I love a bit of therapy um I've had quite a few bits of counseling um all three um and I remember um, I was fortunate enough to work for an organisation where counselling was provided um, mm. if you had any issues that were impacting you um, and impacting your work. Um, and I went at two points in my working career in that organisation. And that was six sessions. And I remember the first, the first time I went, I'd been experiencing bullying uh, for about three and a half years. And... Um, me and that counsellor, she wasn't the right counsellor for me, but I stuck with it, you know, and I got a lot of techniques that I could use and apply. Um, the second time I went um, was after I'd had um, some trauma, after a severe reaction to some medication I was on. I needed to, I needed help to process it. Mm. And um, again, it was only six sessions. Um, but like you say, I think I was really fortunate the second time in the fact that me and the therapist immediately, I think it, with people generally, you click mm. um, quite quickly and you feel safe and you feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable with that person. And sometimes, and I think when I went the first time, I'd never had cancer, I didn't know what to expect. Mm. And she was quite, she had a, a very unique approach that, that wasn't right for me. Um, but I think there has been times where I've had things for free and there's been times where I've paid for things and it's made a significant difference to my life. And I think for me, my attitude is that like, and I know it, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because if you're, you've just come out of a relationship and I know when I came out of um, a very challenging relationship, I left with nothing and I had uh, nothing. Um, you might be starting over financially again and it's, it's kind of finding your way up. But when you when you have even a small pot of money and you invest that in yourself, it can make a significant difference and take you further quicker. Mm. But again, it's it's being able to understand and see that. And I think it's quite hard when you're coming out of something to actually be able to recognize that you're worth putting yeah. that investment into. And it's so easy to sort of say on hindsight, you know. Um, but what, what, one example of investment that I did give, so I was really, really skinned back then because I was left with a lot of debt. And um, I um, was going through the family court system and that was like, um, you need to pay £500 up front to do this and like running around the city centre trying to sell things and all kinds of crazy stuff. And um, But one thing I... Um, came across is I met somebody who was a parenting coach and I was like I've never heard of this before 
And I thought, I don't really need parenting coaching. I actually think I'm a good mom. I really, it's been my life aspiration to be a mom. I really enjoy doing crafts and activities and all sorts. And it was actually more about me managing that situation that I was in, you know, over my two children and my ex-partner and that I didn't want them to hold such negativity and I really wanted my mindset to be right on it and her sessions were like 50 pound an hour (laughs) and I really like if you think I had like hardly any money so I just did it because I thought I'll just do one and see if it helps and do you know what was the best decision I made I only had three sessions and that that 50 pound probably felt like I'm going to say like £5,000 to me. <laughs> it was well, no, but it depends uh, yeah. on where you are in life. It's really difficult. Maybe not 5000 maybe £500. Yeah, when, you, when you've got but, nothing, anything feels like mm, a lot, doesn't it? When you're but in, she yeah. did take me into a different mindset. She, It wasn't really about the parenting, about me thinking on the situation right. I actually got her to read a couple of emails and she just said, what is, does he want from this? So ignore all the stuff he's calling you, ignore all that, find out what is he, what does he want and uh, how does he want it? And then once we've got that answer, so the first time she would just read the email and tell me what he's asking for, because I couldn't see it. I was so emotionally upset by what, the things that I was being called and everything else. And then eventually I just read, I just blinded it out and I could see the, what he wanted. And, you know, I was able to then address it or not. Um, And it's really difficult, but if I hadn't have gone through that process, I could have been like years being emotionally tied to the horrible things that he was saying. So I do think, you know, me having that investment, who else was going to give me that? The Mm. doctor wasn't going to. I don't think only support workers that have a niche might do, but it was really to do with that coaching element. And that's why I think something like what you're providing can help people. So if somebody's maybe anxious about, trying a group session what would you suggest I think if you feel anxious about doing a group session the easiest thing to do first is maybe go on YouTube and do some stuff Um, I've got a YouTube channel but there's loads of free stuff out there but have a little taster and try it so that you feel like you're coming in with you know, not fountains of knowledge. I mean, crikey, I've been teaching for so long, but my brain, I have the memory of a gnat. I forget stuff all the time. Um, you know, so give yourself an opportunity to explore a little, explore, explore, and, and if that helps, um, or see if you can get someone to do it with you. Even mm. though it's virtual, there's people who come along with their friends, even like we've got people who live at different ends of the country, but it means that they can come together and do something even though they're, you know, they're apart, but they get to see mm. one another because we always have a chat at the beginning, everyone does and at the end, um, but it gives them a shared experience. So again, having someone else involved in that experience with you can really help give you that extra bit of support. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we've covered you know, how could it help, um, gone into our own personal stories, and then we've you know talked about you know the accessibility of it 
Um, but if anybody wanted to, I don't know, reach out to you personally about it and to explore those, how how would they do that? Um, there's, there's, there's loads of ways. <laughs> <laughs> Social media is everywhere, isn't they? So, so you can follow me on um, Facebook uh, at Mindful Health Therapist. Um, you can visit my website, www.mindfulhealththerapies.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram, um, Mindful Health Therapies. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, yeah. That is, I have got a Twitter account, but I'm a little bit inactive on that. <laughs> I need to get... <laughs> we can't say fun. that because we're big on Twitter with I know, I, I need to. I, it's like my <laughs> 2021 goal is to actually put a post up and start engaging back with it. Um, but uh, homeschooling, um, mm. <laughs> breaking my spirit at the moment to get much done. Um, but yeah, I mean, my... I, I offer free tasters so people can come and try a session mm-hmm. um, and people can work with me in group settings, but they can also work one-to-one. And I think it's kind of, you know, it's about when you come to the mat, I would say, like I was, I was saying to Jen earlier, last night um, in, yin, in the yin session, which is a really slow session. So if you're thinking of one, I'm a bit worried about it being too hard or too intense. Yin's really nice because it's really slow and you hold your posture for a bit longer. But what it does do is we take the opportunity to explore how we're feeling physically, how we're feeling emotionally, mentally, spiritually, if we want to. So like, whether you came to my session or you went to another instructor session, it's, I think it's always about knowing that you can explore what you want to, but because it's February, we're talking about love and we're exploring love. But last night it was talking about our own love story with ourselves. You know, have, mm. when was the last time you checked in with yourself? Have you asked yourself today, how am I doing? When was the last time you told yourself I love myself, you know, and going through that as we go through the session and all the time I'm saying, you know, it's okay if you don't want to explore that. And we never, when we're in practice and we are exploring, if you've chosen to take that path of exploring, you're not there to judge yourself. You're there Mm. to just witness and observe what comes up. And then we use breath wear to try and release. And I'm not saying that. And, And obviously the postures as well to release in that area it's not necessarily going to make everything just go unfortunately I don't have that kind of magic but it helps I think the opportunity to safely begin to shift things um, yeah and do that then I think everything is step by step little by little gosh I'm quoting a song now right I, know, I really wanted to break into new kids on the block then when you started but it, it's true isn't it that um you know I think I'm just trying to think I think this year I've been out of that relationship for eight years and I can safely say that I'm not where I am you know where I was eight years ago it's taken lots of steps forward and throughout that there's been times where I've taken a big leap back you know when it's not being quite ready to do something but I think changing my mindset to being open to be able to to know that it's not my fault um, you know it's not me that put me in that situation that I'm allowed to have a happy life and I'm allowed to make my own decisions and choices it starts to take, you know, that process and that, you know, things open up like opportunities. So I would suggest um, 
to people to take an opportunity if you haven't already and um, that's certain and um, you're in lovely hands with Gemma um, she's just so lovely um, right. so do take her up on that opportunity for a free session um, and if anybody feels like they don't have a friend to take along or they want a familiar face let me know and I will make it so that I will be there with you so that you don't have to feel alone as well so that's my my invitation to anybody um, that maybe feels like they want to but hasn't just needs somebody there happily be there um so I think it's safe to say thank you Gemma for your time and for sharing um I think we only covered like a small surface and just like our conversations in real life we just veer off in different directions and then return to where we were meant to be talking about um, <laughs> it's so true though isn't it yeah, yeah I we're very good at doing that <laughs> but I think um I think what it does say is that there's a lot to explore and um it's certainly something that I've only just started looking at and I definitely think I need to revisit it just having that moment of calm and focus on myself so that I'm aware even from the phone and social media and everything else that's happening in the world in general mm. just to take that moment out of that to just get the probably help with my headache to be fair it, it, um, it, no, it's that's what got me when I, I suffer with chronic migraines and meditation is what helps alleviate my pain because meditation teaches us to redirect our mind and when you can redirect your mind you can redirect your mindset which again coming into recovery from trauma any type of trauma that is a really powerful tool so that when you feel things are triggering you or like you're taking a step back taking the opportunity to be to to build that skill to redirect your mind is a really really powerful thing and it and it's you know and it doesn't have to be complicated hmm. it can be as simple as just focusing on your breath for a few minutes it can be as simple as counting to 10 and every time the thought comes into your head you go back to one you know it doesn't have to be complicated definitely well can you just remind everybody um of your website address oh, yeah so um <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, do you know what I'm really struggling with? Because I'm teaching my daughter phonics. I, I feel like I'm going to start spelling it out. Um, no, m- it, no. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, in yoga last night, I started spelling something out, and I was like, "Yeah, m-. and I was like, what, "What am I doing?" Um, so yes, yeah, so apologies. Um, it is www.mindfulhealththerapies.com. Well done. You got through. <laughs> you got through the www. You can see my eyes concentrating. Isn't you? Yeah, so definitely. Like on on a side note, everyone th- will think we are nuts <laughs> when they listen to this episode. Um, but my, my husband thinks I'm insulting him when I start when he asks me to spell something, and I'm like, ah. Uh, or whatever that is <laughs> you know and it's like sorry it's just that I'm wired that way now because that's what the school has taught us to do so I completely understand so what I will do is I will pop Gemma's information in the uh info section so everybody can just be a click away from it so if you want to find Gemma um send her a message let her know you've listened to this episode as well I'm sure that um she would love to hear you know just that 
you've come through hashtag abuse talk um, and listened to our crazy conversation um but i'm sure it's given you value and thought and maybe that opportunity just to take that first step really to give yourself permission to look after yourself that is probably the one thing that i would like to come out of this if if, if that's okay Gemma. no no, no yourself permission it is the most important step you can take is give yourself permission to look after you and start your journey and there whatever we go that journey is for you there's lots of different routes to help yourself and it's just one avenue but well thank you so much Gemma and uh, we'll just continue talking if uh, we carry on so I just want to say a massive thank you and um, I'll see you on the yoga mat Once again, a big thank you to Gemma Tai, who's my friend and has agreed to uh, be interviewed for this podcast. It was really a delight to hear her love of yoga and how it's helped her and how it can help others. You've been listening to me, Jennifer Gilmore, author of Isolation Junction and Clipped Wings. Both are available on Amazon or you can find them at jennifergilmore.com. Mm-hmm.